so it says here you got a problem with with email. I mean, I don't think I'm the first to to say I have a problem with email, but perhaps I have something interesting to say about it. I mean, the fir- the first problem is basically, you know, we're all trying to kind of cleanse our digital hygiene and stay off social media, the outrage machine, and email is kind of the way to do it. If you want to be notified when you know, a comedian's in your town for an event or a musician. Or your friend has a barbecue. Exactly. Just any kind of information socially or even just with people you follow in any sense. Email is a great way to get that information, not on social media. Like the only alternative is social media, which we all know is kind of a disaster. So like, okay, cool. Let's try email. Yeah. Moving away from social media because of it's the outrage machine and all these other reasons, right? Yeah. And I mean, the, the other thing that's great about email, so I guess I'm starting with what's good. So it keeps you off social media. Another reason that's good is because social media, the algorithms are just kind of hit or miss, right? You click on one thing one time and they think that's what you want. And you don't have as much kind of granular level control over who you want to contact you. And whereas with email, you can subscribe and unsubscribe. And that's a very direct like, I want to hear from you. I want to get emails from you. Yeah, there's no algorithm that's going to show you what what's going on there. It's just explicit. You either are subscribed to this thing or you're not. Yeah, and there's no news feed for email. There's no just like general shit show of like, I hear just... And the, the news feed on social media obviously never ends. It's like infinite scroll. Like you could spend the rest of your life and just die on there. Which I was reading an article and that's bad for us. It's bad for our brains. To have infinite scroll. Yeah, because you just keep scrolling, keep getting that dopamine hit. I'm guilty. Totally. I'm so susceptible to it. I mean, I like the feeling of scrolling through anything and getting to the bottom of the page. It feels (laughs) like an accomplishment. But if there's no bottom... You finished, you're done. Yeah. Move on. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the first problem is like with email is that there's so many subscriptions. You don't know which ones you're signed up for and which ones you're not. Like, can you tell me off the top of your head what email lists you're on, like which companies have your email, which ones you've, you know, subscribed to marketing updates for versus, you know, things with your order. You don't even know if, if you signed up in the first place or if they just like found your email in some, you know, list of, of a bunch of emails they are going to spam. Yeah. I mean, and it is actually legal can spam the email law around not being not it's basically the way that the the law that Congress put together to deal with email spam is only an opt out. You only are required to have an opt out, so you can email anybody. Unlike text, exactly. Text is a, an explicit opt in required, but email only requires an opt out. So you know you can get can spam complaints if your opt out mechanism fails or or whatever. But the the problem with email and the reason that spam is such a disaster is because it's technically legal. I mean, uh, you know, the real spam is not legal because it probably doesn't have an unsubscribe and whatever, but... Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's just frustrating because on a lot of the unsubscribe, uh, when you actually click on the link to unsubscribe, they ask for the reason. And and almost every single time as kind of like a fuck you, I click on, I never signed up for this shit. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it probably tells like MailChimp that that this list is a little sketchy. Or just the feedback to them, like... People don't want to be emailed unless they remember asking to be emailed. So that's that's one thing. You know, you don't actually have to fill that, why did you unsubscribe? You're already unsubscribed at that point. I always just close the page 
And that's my personal way of giving them the FU is not giving them any reason. <laughs> Which we will talk about in a future episode, how surveys are, yeah, something nobody wants to do, but everybody wants the results of. <laughs> right, right. I mean, the other thing is that there's kind of this whole spam filter thing, which I think Gmail sort of innovated, but there's so many, you like the whole point of spam is, oh, you don't have to, you're not going to ever see the Viagra ad or the just random thing that's just total you know, Nigerian scam or whatever. And that's great. But the reality is there are false positives where legitimate people email you and they end up in spam. So you still have to check your spam inbox anyways. And have you ever seen those, those like, you know, you, you sign up for something or you buy something online and it always says, if you don't see an email, go check your spam folder. And at that point, (laughs) what is the point of the spam folder? If I'm always checking it and I'm always seeing those dumb emails that I didn't want to see. Right. It's, it's hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. We've heard that our emails go to spam. Well, uh, okay. What? So now I got to go check the stuff that I don't want to see because I'm get- likely to get a virus or whatever. No, it's 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 insane. It, it doesn't make any sense. It also Pam also probably ruined. Like, let's say you're a Viagra marketer. You work for that pharmaceutical company. <laughs> you probably have no chance of getting the inbox, right? right. Like, <laughs> you wanted to do a promotion that was like free Viagra. You know, if you sign up today, you, there's no way that's getting to an inbox. I bet that, yeah, to sign up, like right now, if I just Googled Viagra and like signed up for a bunch of the company's email list, there's probably so many hoops I have to jump through to be like, are yeah. you sure that, or like penis enlargement emails or, or what, like whatever the yeah most popular spam. Or yeah, if you're like a legitimate Nigerian uh, prince <laughs> businessman. Trying, trying to move your money around. Yeah, like what PayPal doesn't work in your country. So you totally. like, yeah. you give them a finder's fee, right? <laughs> right. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Have you ever responded to a spam email like that? Not in a long time. I probably did when I was like in college at some point. Yeah. I think I, I think I did it once where I I just responded, literally pretending like I was falling for it. Like, yeah, what's like maybe he said, you know, wire me the money and or something. Or like I'll right, you right, give me your right. bank account, I'll wire you the money. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, are you Chase Bank or Citibank? I forget what I asked. Something that was just like a clarifying question to to try to do it. And I didn't get any response, which to me tells me they're filtering for such a small percentage of people who literally don't even, they literally just respond with their bank account. Like that's the only. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> they're getting such a, they're sending out so much. And even though it's a low hit rate, they're probably getting enough to pay the bills, you know? Yeah, pay, pay, keep the lights on. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty, pretty pathetic. But yeah, then, I mean, with spam filters in general, it's kind of ambiguous what the definition of spam is. Is it somebody you just don't want to get emails from or is it somebody that you never signed up for in the first place? Because those are two very different things. And it ends up with both. Like, I feel like if you look at your spam folder, it's both, right? You end up with newsletters that you never opened or, you know, you thought you were going to read some newsletter and then you didn't. And then also you you got the 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 true garbage. Totally. And, and with subscribing to stuff, I mean, basically anytime you buy a product on any website, like you put in your email and it's just like, you can't order it. I mean, sometimes they have the checkbox that's, you know, says uncheck here if you don't want to receive marketing emails. But it's always pre-checked. Yeah, totally. Of course. Yeah. But, but, but sometimes it's literally just, there's no checkbox 
there's, or maybe there's an agreement in small print, but literally you cannot order the thing without signing up for their email list. Yeah. Or my favorite is, uh, I just did this with the iron neck, which I just ordered. And uh, you know, the, the, you go to their website. The first thing you see is this big pop-up that says, get 10% off by signing up for our email list. So what do I do? I put, I put in my email, I get the, I get the discount code and then I unsubscribe. Yeah. I use a website called 10 minute mail, one zero minute mail. And it just creates an email address that lasts 10 minutes. So it, you can actually look at the inbox. So you can create accounts for sites you're never going to go back to. It's, it's a stupid, not great answer to a stupid, not great problem. Yeah. The other thing I wrote down here is there's sort of this guilt factor when you unsubscribe, if it's anything remotely personal. You know, I've had friends who've who've started companies, right? Or started projects or whatever. And they just sort of, maybe they asked me, maybe I wanted to be supportive. So I signed up for their email list or they just put me on it. Fine. But then eventually they're emailing you once a week for half a year and you're trying to clean up your inbox or, or manage your digital life. And you, and you were, you're legitimately not interested. Like, let's say it's a friend who started a hockey skate company and I don't skate. Am I just going to keep keep their numbers alive of, of people that are on their email list? Like, why am I on this? In what way is that showing support just to be on the email list and not reading it or not caring? But you feel so awkward unsubscribing. Yeah. And you're, you're actively making their numbers worse. You're actually making them less likely to land in the inbox, all that stuff. And I also, I, there's kind of this uncanny valley or this, this inflection point, I guess, of when they're big enough that I'm fairly confident they won't notice. <laughs> yeah, they won't see that you've unsubscribed. <laughs> right. If, if you just started your company and you have 80 people on your list, like, I don't know how these things work, but that you probably get notified when somebody unsubscribes and you see that email and it's your friend from high school or college and you're like, wow, this person's a dick. They're not supporting me. When they start their business, I'm not going to support them. It's messed up, yeah. But what does supporting mean in that? Like, are you buying anything from them or are you just signing up for their email address, email list? No, I'm never buying anything. That's the thing. I So, so it's, it's no value anyway. Just unsubscribe. Because, <laughs> you know, there's actually been studies on people that revitalize. So I, I used to do email marketing but and so I got I got some email stories, but there have been stories of people that will clear out. They'll actually do the nuclear option. Where they'll actually say they'll send a when their email list gets too stale and, and the engagement metrics report, they'll send out an email that says, do you want to keep receiving email? If you do, you need to do this action. Right. And that's like the nuclear. And it actually, you know, obviously the engaged people will do it. You'll cut your list by 90 percent. But now you've got an actually really engaged list. So, you know, depends on, but to be, you probably don't need to feel guilty, but I understand that I would feel guilty as well. But if the marketer is smart, then they would, they would feel fine losing you from the list because you're actually making their, their numbers worse. You're giving good feedback. I've heard that from people actually have started companies like my brother um, started this nutrition drink thing uh, or like kind of meal replacement thing. And he kept saying, don't give me pity orders. Like don't order it out of pity because it actually hurts me because it gives me a false, it gives me bad feedback. It, it makes me think, you know, it, it messes with my numbers basically. Obviously it helps in the short term just to have cash, but even that can be harmful ultimately. Unsubscribing from somebody's email who you know personally, it kind of reminds me of when somebody gives you uh, a birthday card or just a nice handwritten note or something, happy anniversary, get well soon. I don't know, something like that. 
at what point do you throw that out, right? Let's say you get it today, <laughs> it's Wednesday. And then, I mean, are you going to keep it for a week, like a day, like a month? Eventually, you're going to throw it out. But something feels almost sociopathic about just dumping it. Yeah, yeah. Here's something that somebody put time into to tell me that they're thinking about me. It's like the a great ex- expression from a friend. And you're just, hell, thank you. That really brightened my day. And then, you know, there's <laughs> some amount of time and then it's in the trash. So what, you know, it'd be funny if, if we had like a social contract, right? I give you a card and I say, here you go, Clay. Happy birthday. Seven days. <laughs> it's like in uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, this will destruct. And yeah, I've actually done that. Maybe it's, rel- maybe it's relative to the amount of time that went into it. Maybe if it's just a card and it just says like regards, that's a one day, right? If it's a card with like a nice written note and things like that, it's maybe a week. And if it's really personal and whatever, it's a month. I have I have an elite group of letters that all fit into a small Ziploc bag that have made it uh, indefinitely. And and yeah, but but exactly what like that that's a serious promotion. I mean, that's like a love letter or something. But your average card, it's yeah, because <laughs> I, I remember that the, I had a. Uh, these sort of friends or acquaintances from high school from my class started this company. And I think I saw on Instagram or something that they started it. And it was, it's sort of this wellness products thing, mostly tailored to, you know, female demographic of, you know, skincare stuff and all like organic, that kind of thing, you know, couldn't be farther from the target audience in terms of, I mean, I use like dove unscented soap and i get it in bulk from costco and <laughs> i'm good for six months like the, the extent to which i have skincare products at all even is in- extremely limited but i signed up for their email list and then i even emailed them or i don't even know actually i didn't sign up for their email list they just emailed me i guess they had my email and just and i i responded to the email personally because i knew i knew them and i knew it was small enough that they would read it and I said, hey, guys, like super excited for you. Congrats. This is amazing. Like, you know, super happy for you starting a business. It looks like looks like a great product, great website. Hope it does well, like whatever. And they responded like, oh, thanks, Clay. Like, appreciate your support, blah, blah, blah. Now, that's like the card was just written. And now I, I think I can't remember if I've actually unsubscribed. But, you know, every other week they're emailing me like skincare products. <laughs> and I'm just like not interested every week. And I'm not going to be for many years to come, but at some point I will have to unsubscribe, but I'm basically waiting for them to get big enough that. Yeah. Or fizzle out. Or or they go out of business. Yeah. Yeah. But that's funny when businesses do go out of business, sometimes they still have your email (laughs) and they're like, especially if it's like a local mom and pop shop and they're like, we appreciate your support. Like we're still a community. Like let's go meet for hot dogs at the park, even though we don't have our physical space anymore. And I'm just like, oh, just let's just let this go. Let's just delete this email. We haven't list. talked in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being in the email, like having sent a lot of emails, one thing that's crazy is the amount of data that just never gets interacted with. So I see we've got a stat here about 10% of email that's sent gets opened. And that that sounds right. You'll get obviously in different industries with different connections with consumers, you're going to get wildly different open rates, right? But yeah, that that sounds right. I ha- I've had a list that had like a 2% open rate that was really spammy. And then another list that had, you know, 40, 50% open rate. So it varies wildly. But even like, let's say 40%, imagine 
if you were telling people something and only 40% of them heard what you said, right? <laughs> yeah. Or just imagine you're, you're giving a, like a really important speech and 60% of people are on their phones with headphones on, like not <laughs> yeah. listening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Like the bar is so low for email. Totally. But it's, it's such a numbers game, right? Cause 40% of a thousand means 400 people. And if you've got the conversion rates, right there, you're still going to, you know, achieve whatever you're looking for. So it's still actually a great channel. But it's funny to think about like how much of it is just somebody spent so much, so much time putting this email together and 10% of it is actually ever read. Yeah. And that's good. Like that's as in like, that would be a success metric. Like, Hey, 15% of people like read my email and that guy would get promoted. Should we talk about unsubscribing? Yeah, this is, this is important. It's the only legally required thing. I mean, the first thing I just want to flag is that I have to praise email and I guess our legal system for requiring an unsubscribe option. That's just a click because few things make me more angry in the world than my mailbox, physical mailbox being full of paper mail. That's all marketing shit that I don't want and didn't subscribe to. And there's no way to. It's so hard to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. It is very difficult to unsubscribe from the physical mail spam. There's all these different layers of unsubscribing, right? In terms of how difficult they make it. Some are literally just click unsubscribe. It's one click and it's done. As soon as you click that link and the page loads, you are off that list. That one's so nice. It's so pleasant. It's how it always should be. I mean, I'd say in fairness, it's probably 70% of the time. That's how it works. But then there's others where you have to confirm via email. So basically... I think it's for unsubscribe. Maybe it's just for subscribe, but when you actually subscribe in the first place, it makes you confirm via an email link that you wanted to receive email, which is fair because I've trolled friends sometimes like putting their email onto an email list and there's nothing stopping that. So it's actually <laughs> validating that you you are the owner of this email address. But sometimes like that survey you mentioned earlier of why are you unsubscribing, sometimes they make you fill that out first. And it's not until filling out that survey that they're actually going to remove you from the list, which I would reckon probably would not hold up in court. Like you could, you could probably sue them if you had enough money and cared enough. Some of you have to put your full email address, right? For some reason, when you click on it, it doesn't pass your email address through. And so you have to then go and enter your email address again. And that one is always annoying. But what about the, the most frustrating, I think, is when you actually have to log into this thing to unsubscribe that one drives me insane yeah oh totally i i had an email from airbnb last week that's all about their black lives matter policy and how they're fighting discrimination and i just decided i don't care what airbnb thinks about this issue (laughs) and so i was trying to click unsubscribe and i clicked it and it took me to this page where it made me log into my airbnb account i didn't know my password. I didn't know if I logged in normally with my Facebook or with my Gmail or just a separate login. And now I'm still on their email list because I'm too lazy to like figure it out. Or I've had old old accounts that I don't even remember signing up for that send me mail three years later because somebody remembered that they have an email channel to reach out to and they're launching something and you don't even remember signing up for it. You don't remember your password. Yeah, now you got a reset password problem, which is for another episode. But I guess the unsubscribe, like making it 
making you clarify your email or logging in, there is some plausible reason for it. Because what if I forwarded you that email from Airbnb and was like, oh, look at this. What do you think of this? And you clicked unsubscribe. That If it was just a one-click unsubscribe, you could unsubscribe me from that list because I forwarded you the email. But how common is that? You know, Is it really an issue that is worth solving? I think that's an excuse for why they do it. And the real reason is they want to make it as difficult as possible. Right. Yeah. You want to you want to hold on to, to the people on your list. Yeah. And then I love when you click on subscribe and they basically give you a giant list with all the 10 different types of emails they're going to send you. Like emails about this, emails about that, emails about our policy, emails about your orders. Like, And then at the very bottom, there's a checkbox for unsubscribe all. And so you, like on, if you're like on mobile or you're scrolling through, you're reading it, it's in small font. But you kind of think when you first click unsubscribe that you're done, right? You're not going to hear from Airbnb again. It's no, no, no. You unsubscribed from one of our marketing departments, like email list, right? There's a whole different list from Airbnb, same company that's going to email you about X, Y, and Z. And so there's just no, or sometimes there is, but a lot of times there's no clear, just, I don't want to hear from this company again, period. Like check all, unsubscribe from all box. And they make it hard to find. It is all on purpose. Yeah, hundred percent. I've had some where they don't even have the the button. Like, I don't know if it's like a Gmail thing, but the email is literally so long that the whole thing doesn't render in Gmail. So you have to click the sort of view entire email thing, which opens up a whole new page just to find the unsubscribe button itself. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that is a Gmail thing, but it is so stupid because if your email is that long, it's not a good email because email is not supposed to be the medium. It's supposed to be the thing that entices you to read more, right? Yeah, it's like you mean it's supposed to like take you to the blog post. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes it can have the whole thing and that's fine. But when they're that long that it's view entire email, that's so absurd. And yeah, then it hides the unsubscribe and you're pissed because you don't know how to unsubscribe. You probably mark it as spam and now they're in your spam and now they're pissed because right. they're not making the inbox anymore. And we sort of touch on this, but with email, there's just, there's no accountability whatsoever. Like nobody's actually taking the time to respond to emails being like, this email sucks. Like I hate this email. Like the only feedback mechanism they get is read and unread, right? Who, who actually opened your email and that's based on some hacky pixel they embed in the email and there's uh email clients now that block that so even that's not accurate yeah you have like open you also have clicks which you know you basically get the engagement metrics but you don't really it's up to you to infer as to why it was good right exactly but yeah it's nobody's emailing you saying i love that email and that's why i clicked on it and bought your product (laughs) exactly and just and just in terms of the level of frustration i experience and this is probably my own issue why I should be in therapy. But when I get an email that was totally unprompted, like never signed up for it, the degree to which that affects me personally and like ruins that five minutes of my day versus how little they care about it when I'm one among, you know, millions of people on their email list. It's an insane disconnect that's that's very frustrating and kind of unfair for the individual. Yeah, it's just a numbers game with email. The other thing I have on here is, And I've never been an email marketer, but I've been part of teams where we sent emails to large groups of people. And so I'm familiar with this phenomenon of trying to pick the best time of day or day of the week to send an email. And (laughs) it kind of reminds me of of a heroin junkie, you know, 
when heroin addicts start out, they're just injecting into their arm. That's where the veins are. But eventually that gets so bruised up that they can't inject in their arm anymore and they need to go into their like fingernails and then need to go into their toes and they're just running out of spots on their body to inject. I feel like that's what's happening with email because, you know, at first it was, you know, never email on a Friday afternoon, right? Because people are going to the weekend, they're going to forget about it. Okay, Monday morning. So everyone rushed to Monday morning. But now Monday morning, like everyone else is emailing on Monday morning. So it's going to be too much email. Okay, Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Yeah, they've settled into Monday. They settled into the work week. It's it's not too busy on a Tuesday. But then everyone goes to Tuesday, right? It's sort of this game theory thing where the, the most popular times are the most crowded and therefore the worst times. And there's only, but the, the reality is there's just, the elephant in the room is just, there's just too many emails being sent and everyone wants to get in there. <laughs> Yeah, that is the problem, right? Like people have people already have too many emails. I, I read all of my emails, so my number is I never have like a number next to my inbox. But you know, I've seen people with tens of thousands of unread emails. It's disgusting. <laughs> which means that they have too many things that they're subscribed to, and they don't they're not bothered by it enough to deal with it, right? Well, even the work it would take to unsubscribe to all those emails. Yeah, totally. Do you have a number next to your email? Or are you clean email guy? I've almost always had a number next to my email, but every probably quarter I'll just go through and be like, wait, this is stupid. And I'll just mark all as read and archive all. But then I just go back to my old habits. I did recently start this email app called Hey by Basecamp, which is really interesting philosophy they have. Basically, there's no read or unread counts. Every email gets categorized into one of three categories that you determine based on the sender. Either an inbox with an M, and that's not a typo, it means important. So that's anything like if you were to email me, that would go in the inbox or even a bill that I had to pay. Like, this is important. I need to read this. Then the other is called the feed. And it's kind of like a social media feed. So any marketing email that you do want to receive, but it's not necessary you read it, right? It's, it's kind of like a newsletter. And what they do is it's cool. They group all the emails together in the feed so you can actually scroll through and just read them all kind of at once as kind of one giant scrolling mechanism. And then the last category is called paper trail. And that's basically like receipts, transactions, just any kind of thing that you want a record of. You do want to hear from that person or that that company usually, but you, you don't want, it's not important. You don't need to read it. You just need to have the record saved. And basically anyone who emails you for the first time you get to default. It's like them friending you on Facebook. They, they can't email you until you say, yes, I want to hear from this person. And if you say no, you'll never hear from them again. That's a very bold philosophy. And again, there's no unread counts. There's no inbox zero. There's no marking as unread. They have some cool features like, you know, set this up to, to respond to later. You kind of put it in that category. They have labels and stuff. It is cool too. You can, you can search by contact and it'll show like all the attachments that they've ever sent. It's not, I'm like 10 days in, so I probably won't. Because honestly, email is not a big problem for me. I don't really care that much. I'm not, like it works. I'm not someone who's trying to manage their inbox every day and get back to it. I'm just not important. Nobody cares. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's emailing me. Nobody cares. You, you know, the other thing with email, because it is only the opt-out is actually required, it is legal to sell emails, you know, you could buy an email list and there are people out there that just harvest data to sell as lists. And they'll, you know, this is a good list for people that want car parts or whatever. And they're usually still not very valuable. 
But it, it is just kind of crazy that somewhere out there, probably in a ton of places, your email is being sold to somebody else <laughs> for them to send an email to you, for you to delete it and mark it as spam, right? It's just such a weird cycle. Yeah. And and I've been on that side of, of it. And it is, it's very strange. Even, you know, if you don't take it seriously, that it's just very strange. Yeah. And it, it, it's weird also because everyone knows what's happening on <laughs> yeah. both sides. Like everyone, the people who are sending those emails, they, they have an inbox too. And they get, they get spam email that annoys them, but they're like, well, whatever. What's one more, you know, what's one more person contributing to this? And, and, you know, the other side of it is, you got some notes here around company emails, right? You know, mm. obviously there's been a big spam problem with your personal email for a long time, but the stuff against for companies is probably, you know, there's obviously there's spam against companies and scams where, you know, they might say, because you can spoof from and things like that. And you could say from CEO of the company and please wire this to my account, <laughs> right? that type of stuff. But there's also obviously just salespeople, you know, they, they see you're in some part of the company and you might be interested in this product and you just get... It, it seems like a recent phenomenon with company emails specifically that you're talking about where, yeah, you just get five emails a week if, if you're like me and like not an important person at the company. <laughs> but if you're a CEO, I can only imagine just how many... It's gotta be just endless, right? I mean, the, yeah, part of the problem is... Email, the email address is so guessable, right? If it's like, I bet Brian Chesky's email is brian at airbnb.com. <laughs> like, you know, that's just so easy to guess. He was like the first Brian, obviously. So it, I could just email him right now. I don't know where that would go. Maybe he's got some sort of filtering set up or maybe he uses the, you know, the Hey app where he has to, you know, give consent. I love the, I love when they say in their email, when they're trying to sell you something, you know, Hey, I, I know this may not be your role, but if you wouldn't mind putting me in touch with whoever's the person in charge, <laughs> like now you're giving me an assignment to help you do your job. Like, I'm busy. What do you, what do you, what do you want? Yeah. I don't need this. And I think with, with outreach, you know, the, the marketing, the email marketing company where outreach basically sends what look like very personalized email. It actually uses your Gmail, your company Gmail to send the email all emails kind of look personal and it, like it no longer is kind of a generic sales email. You can easily dismiss. It, it looks identical to as if they personally wrote you that email. I mean, besides the wording itself, like, you know, it has their signature on it and it's from their individual email. And I don't know, like it, it's just a lot more human that they're trying to make it. And so you feel a lot more guilty and there's no unsubscribe. Because of that, because it's sent from their personal email and it's not sent from like, you know, info at thiscompany.com, there's no unsubscribe button. So you have, you are forced to respond to them and say, hey, thanks, but I'm not actually interested. And then, of course, that's exactly what they want. Then you're giving them attention. They'd be like, oh, that's totally fine. Can we set up a 20 minute call just to review why? Like, you know, <laughs> they just won't go away. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're smart. Uh, it's a smart product, but it's kind of brutal because it exploits it. It base it's the game theory thing, right? Because everybody did all of the snazzy marketing emails. Now everyone's going back to step one, which is just send a personal email. But figuring out a way to do that at scale, yeah, scaling it, scaling the personal. It's like they're inherently two opposite things. Like you can't do that. Yeah, but it kind of reminds me of you know if if you were to just text someone out of the blue. 
you would announce that who you who you had never texted before, you would announce how you got their number. You'd say, "Oh, Clay gave me your number. Hope that's cool." Like blah blah blah. Here's my question. But that's never happening on email. Like honestly, if that salesperson emailed me and said, "Hey, I got your email from this list or this person," or I guessed at your email, I would respect that much more and be much more likely to respond than just this sort of just slipping into my inbox without any warning or explanation as to how they got there. It's like somebody just showing up in your living room and being like, Hey, I'm here. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Cause it's not knocking on your door because they're already giving you the message. Exactly. It's not, there's no knock on the door. I wish there was a knock, knock, like anybody home. Are you interested at all? <laughs> you know, so but the, on that whole like automating personal stuff, I remember a couple years back, I was working at uh, a separate company and one of the problems we were trying to solve for was how do you scale personal follow-up? And I actually, we didn't end up doing this, but I started researching a handwriting API and those do exist. Like you can send a packet, like you can send a string via an API to an endpoint which will then trigger a process where a human being will write that string and mail it, right? So you could you could do thank you notes as a service. Oh my god, Ugh. that's just <laughs> isn't that crazy? It, it's the worst. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of. It. I mean, it, it would be a use case for this, but after you interview someone, you know, like kind of good interview etiquette or or just a smart move is to thank the interviewer, but everyone's doing it. And so it's, it's now because, because everyone's doing it, it's now no longer makes you stand out. It just makes you not like, oh, that person didn't fuck up by not emailing me. But at the same time, I don't think I've ever held that against someone. Like if they didn't send a thank you, yeah, if they didn't send a thank you, I, I'm just like, yeah, well, they, they know I'm busy and they don't want to bother me. Like they thanked me in person when they shook my <laughs> hand and looked me in the eye. Like they don't need to then follow up to say, Hey, just wanted to really thank you again for your time and let you know how interested I am in the position. It's just such a, a formality. But but yeah, like the next level, which I think happened to me once when I interviewed someone, was a personalized handwritten note, and it did make them stand out. The mail they mailed this to you. Yeah, they 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 mailed it um, to all of us. I think. Did they get the job? No, no I don't think so. <laughs> so <it> wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but 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 the point is like. It, that's great. And they went above and beyond. But all that is signaling is literally I spent more time than the next guy because I went to the post office and I got stamps and I it takes longer to write than to type. But if yeah, if you're just using a service to do that, holy shit, then that's going to be the new thing. And then that'll get crowded. <laughs> and it's like the heroin addict, you know, looking for a new spot to, to inject How do you yeah. up your thank you. Thank you, interviewer game. <laughs> right. I will say, though, uh, I've been in interviews where it's multiple people. Mm. And they might only have the interview of the HR manager or maybe it's the hiring manager for the position. Mm-hmm. What does impress me is when somebody will guess my email or somehow figure it out, whether it's mm. from that person or maybe they just guess it. It's like Graham at so-and-so.com. That is always impressive, right? Because it shows a little bit of initiative and problem solving that they're willing to jump through a couple hoops to do this. What if at the end of the interview with you, they ask you for your email? Do you get a little annoyed and resentful? Yeah, I, I don't know that I've gotten that before. Maybe once or twice. Or maybe the smart way to do it would be to ask for your business card. Yeah, but what if you don't have a, a business card? Yeah. 
Yeah, True. but it's but you that, that's the weird thing is when they ask for it, but you know what they're doing. They act like, oh, just in case I have any questions or or maybe you even <laughs> offer it. You're like, you know, feel free to email if you have any questions. And then their natural question is, oh, yeah, what, what's your email? But they're not going to have questions like clarifying the job position. They're going to email you to like brown nose and say, thank you for your time. Please <laughs> give me the job. It's just so like, why are we playing this game? You so you think there should be no thank yous? I thank you in person with, with with the handshake, but I think handshakes are done for. Oh, that's true with COVID. Sorry, this is this is all like post pre or post COVID, not not during COVID. But oh, I love when you do unsubscribe. They send you one last email saying, "We're so sorry to see you go." Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> and then I've gotten sometimes where it actually says, "Oh, like this will take five to seven business days to process." Yeah. Like, how, what? This is electronic. This is not the Postal Service. How the fuck does it take that long? <laughs> so I think it's because the law says it needs to be processed within that amount of time. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can spam says you have this many days to comply with an unsubscribe request. <laughs> and so even though the system immediately does, or sometimes, I don't know. I have no proof around this, but I would suspect that some marketers have some timer that keeps them on the list until that five to seven just days. To just to get one last email in, in that five to seven days. I've never done that. I don't know anyone personally that that has done that, but I would bet that that happens. Do they really think that's effective? Like somebody <laughs> who just asked to be removed from your list is going to fall for your next email. And it's, you know, it's funny because it took them like the second you subscribe of course, you're immediately on the email. Super list. easy to do that. It doesn't take five to seven business days to do that. Yeah. They got to notarize the form. It's a whole. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. We need approval. We need. <laughs> yeah. I love also. It kind of reminds me of when you order something and they have a no questions asked return policy. And I've actually done that where it literally they have not asked any questions. But at REI, for example, they have a really good return policy. But and this is usually in person where I'm interacting, but you take the one requirement, or at least that I've noticed, they haven't stated it as a policy, but they just ask you why. <laughs> so you, you know, you bought an ice axe from REI, you took it for the weekend and you just don't want it. Cause you don't, you only were using it for that one climbing trip. And then they say, so why are you returning this? And you can just say anything. You can say, I don't like it. I don't like the color. It didn't work the way I expected. But just forcing you to explain it, it's just that extra step that makes you like kind of rethink like, oh, now I, I got to feel a little guilty. There's a person in front of me asking me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, same thing over email when you return something. Sometimes they're like, you know, what don't you like about it? And then you have to explain. And then you're basically filling out a survey via email, <laughs> yeah, yeah. giving them more of your data just to you know, return the thing or even in some cases get off their fucking email list. 